to the first of many, many episodes. What's wrong with baseball is the current series we're doing, and we're talking about the uh, recent no-hitters and what is going on there. We'll be right back. Alrighty, um, so we're doing it a little bit different this week, just to prepare you guys for the big changes coming that I've been hinting at whenever... Stephen, when do you end school? Um, next Monday? Next Monday's your last day? Of exams, yes. So, yeah, we'll have, we'll have, um, next Tuesday's episode will be the last episode of how we've been doing it, and then, um... The following Tuesday or Monday's episode is going to be our new format because we'll have time to actually um, research stuff. Again, just making sure a cop didn't pull up behind me because I was I wasn't going fast. I was going like fifty four and a fifty. So if he wants to pull me over, I'm not going to jinx it. But no, okay. Anyway, uh, so we did want to talk about though because we have the time and we don't have the stats for any other segment. And the Blues are playing right now, and they're tied scoreless against the Kings in the third period. We're going to talk about baseball, not the Cardinals in specific, not the league, any team or anything in specific. We're talking about the game of baseball. We had two more no-hitters since the last episode. Yep, that's right. John we Means almost had a, we almost, had almost had a third on the same night as one of the other ones. John Means of the Baltimore Orioles threw a no-hitter. Like a no-name pitcher threw a no-hitter. Bro, I hadn't heard of half these pitchers. I only heard... Okay, you also don't pay as much attention. I'd heard of Musgrove. I'd heard of Miley. I wasn't familiar with Radon. Um, so, John Means. But the, the difference is... Rodone's on a good team. John Means is on the Orioles. Like, I don't know. So, John Means, he's the no-hit. Um, who did he no-hit? I don't know. Miley was 34 when he did, and 34 when he did it. Which he's the oldest person to throw a no-hitter since Randy Johnson in 2004 when he was 40 years, almost 41 years old. Yeah. It's, a, it's an impressive feat still. But anyway, so... The you overall have record. Do you know what the overall record is? What? Do you know what the overall record for no-nos in a season is? Four. Eight. Oh, really? Yeah. It was eight in 1884. Okay. But if you limit it to <laughs> the modern era of baseball, then the record's seven in 1990, and then also tied in 91 and 2012. But if you keep this pace, you'd have 21 no-hitters in 2021. <laughs> Although it's probably not 21 and 21, baby. Um, but the, the, the also... The current league-wide batting average is only 233 right now. It's the lowest of all time. Yeah, and, and that's... Strikeouts that's, are super high. And that's the thing. It has become a, a weird game. So you had John Means, like I said, on, on Cinco throwing a no-hitter. Two days later on Friday... Wade Miley no-hits the Cleveland Indians, who, fun fact, got no-hit earlier by Rodone. So they've been no-hit twice this year. And did you know three of the four of them are left-handed? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean... Rodone means in Miley. Rodone. 
Brent Rodone, Means, and Miley yeah. are all left-handed. Um, that ties 1984, 1962, and 1990, which also all had three left-handed hitters. So maybe there's some or batter, pitchers. Maybe there's something about being lefty, too, that's being a little elusive, especially with... I know a lot more people nowadays are switch hitters, but it's easier to pitch lefty. It's easier for a lefty pitcher against righties, right? That's how it goes. Yeah. So, although we've talked about this, the third, the lefty, 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 lefty. If you're a left-handed hitter, you're screwed. Yeah, but we've also talked about this. The batting average as you go farther into the rotation, like farther into the game, the first time you face a pitcher, it's like in the 210, then it's like 250 when you face him a second time, and then it's usually in the threes almost for everyone right. by the time you face a pitcher for the third time. But it's and not that's why that's why guys. you that's why it's hard to have a no hitter. Yes, you can basically and that's why most no hitters are lost in the seventh. Because you go through the top of the order again. Top well, of the order again. Or sometimes yes, the every of, three. if you throw some if you walk a couple guys. Sure. Sure. Game. You go through a dangerous part of the lineup. But most of the time if they're throwing a no-hitter, they most likely also are in a perfect game most of the time. Now We've not seen one of those in a while. John Means, um, I, it was a, a wild pitch on, a, on, a, on strike three. And they were, it was a drop third. Or Did call, it, well, yeah, one of the... One drop of, third strike, one that's of the, what it's One called. of these no-hitters had a run score for the other team. No. Didn't they? No. no. That's happened before. But not this year. But no, so John Means basically... I think Radone or someone lost their no-hitter or their perfect game because they hit someone in the foot. And then John Means, it was a wild pitch that the batter swung at and struck out, but then could not get the drop third strike and get him out at first. He ran down to first. He was safe. Are you serious? Yeah. So wow. that catcher feels like shit. Um, but anyway, Wade Miley, no-hit the Indians. Now... Here's the problem. There, no hitters are all good and all fun and all good and well, whatever. But they're not when everything else points to it becoming more of a pitching game. You have an insane, like Stephen was saying, an insanely high strikeout rate. Oh, it's super high. It's ridiculous. Like, it's Harrison Bader of two years ago high. I'm, I'm not actually sure about that. I'm exaggerating, potentially. But, like, it's it's really high. You don't have singles, hardly ever. I mean, you do. Um, you have singles. My point is, you have less singles than normal by a noticeable amount. Even doubles are sort of becoming... Not as common. It's a, you're either hitting it out of the park or you're striking out. Did you know that Bumgarner had a seven-inning no-hitter on yes, April he did. 25th? So he technically count because he Because it was a, a, he only won seven innings. Yeah. Wouldn't that suck, though? You're like, uh, I pitched too many pitches. I can't go on. No, that's not what happened. The game just didn't last nine innings. I think it was rained out or something. Oh, really? I think they called the game. Oh. It says here the league didn't recognize it since the game did not last nine innings, not because he didn't last nine innings. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like a, a half a no-hitter. We'll recognize it. So there have been four and a half no-hitters in this season. Um, if the current strikeout rate of 24.3% holds, it would set... That's a, It would set... No, 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 listen. First of all, that's low. But it would set a new record 
this is the part that I don't understand. For the 14th year in a row. So that means for 14 straight years, every year, the strikeout rate gets higher and higher and higher and higher. Yeah, Which so just it's, to me, it doesn't feel ridiculous. like it was... So, the, yeah, the current... No, the current so you're batting like... batting average on balls in play, which I don't even understand. Babe, No, I'm sorry. It's... No, it is babe. It's, two, yeah. it's 284. Right. That's the lowest in more than 30 years. So, batting average on balls in play. And, there, and there's a huge amount of... Defensive shifts, handcuffing entire types of hitters. Well, and that's the thing. So Power someone was talking. Someone. It was. It was Danny Mac. He was talking about. Do we need to get rid of the shift? Yes and no. I mean, you have uh, the the difference is currently you have players that don't know how to hit against the shift because they didn't grow up. These new players that are coming in, these you know f- rookies, Dylan Carlson, age and younger players, they are they're playing. Little League, they're playing high school, they're playing college ball, learning how to hit against the shift. So you can get on the right side of the field, but they're going to learn how to how to go apo taco on you every single time to where the shift won't be a thing. So I don't think you should get rid of it because it's strategic. I mean, it's a good way to get batters out. However, if it gets to a certain point, though, then yeah. Because people have been, people have been, um, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why it's going Let's check out, you know, let's check out MLB.com's. For those pitchers that have feel. This is, uh, for getting hitters out. about a three-minute video from MLB.com they've posted just an hour ago, breaking stuff. It was just, I mean, when you look at or both of them, very similar in the way they attack hitters. Cutters, fastballs in, I think Means has a little more on his fastball, but the changeup is the big play. Let me jump in on that right there and then. Ronnie, to me, it seems like we've gotten to a point within our game where changeups, especially changeups from right-handed starting pitchers, it seems to be disappearing completely. We see the emphasis on high spin, four seamers on the top of their zone, and then really hard sliders, little dot sliders that tunnel out of the last part, uh, right before the strike zone, to right-hand hitters or left-hand hitters. But we don't see change-ups anymore. And to me, what I'd like to talk, have you talk about yeah. a little bit, because I know you are a split guy more than a change-up guy, but that effectiveness from a hitter standpoint in that separation of speed, that one that's 10 to 15 miles an hour, how devastating that is at home play. Well, um, I remember that um, Billy Ripken was talking to me about how hard it is to control a change-up and velocity pitch because you've got to control the velocity right here at the plate, but you also have to be control the pitch that's 10 feet out there that's <laughs> not at the plate yet. To me, I think that if you're able to change speeds, and we see guys, we've seen the, the circle grip, we've got the Vulcan grip, we see a lot of guys using now. Uh, we know about the lefties who kind of turn it over. Yeah, so to point to one of the cameras here. Yeah, yeah and, then, so and, the, and the lefties who kind of turn it over. But what we have, what Dan was talking about, is that the, um, the Rapsado or Trackman, what they're telling these right-handed pitchers is you keep that spin rate up on your four-seamer high in the zone, and you play a big breaking ball out of that same spot. Tunneling both of those pitches makes it almost impossible for the hitter to deal with. When I think of that, I think Tyler Glass now, right? When you watch him pitch, I know he's added a little cutter, but he's a guy that can live right here, and that curveball comes out of the same spot, so a changeup almost is not needed. Now, 
in my day, I threw a split, as Dan was saying, but because you were given free reign to throw whatever could get hitters out. But a lot of organizations, and my split was really on the seams, I threw a, um, a sinking fastball, and I would just split it over the seams. But a lot of organizations have taken the split finger um, out of play. Like, they feel like it's going to hurt a young pitcher's arms. So a lot of pitchers don't have it. That's why Otani and other guys that throw it, guys can't hit it. See, he, and here's the issue for me, Fran, both at the collegiate level, because I've watched a ton of college games this yeah. year, yeah. and at the professional level. We're seeing such less fastball command. Okay. Then we're seeing a lot of hard breaking pitches. Most of those breaking pitches aren't called strike breaking pitches, especially your slower top to bottom curveball that changed two planes. Ron knows that's a 50-50 pitch. Right. That's a very difficult pitch to get a call strike on. So now if you're in a given game, you have below average fastball command because of velocity and overthrowing. You're not getting called strike on your secondary pitches, and you don't have a changeup to get to. You fall into very predictable patterns. And I don't care how hard you throw, hitters are gonna time up your fastball. Right. They're gonna time up your Good fastball, proven. and it doesn't even matter if it's in their zone. They're gonna square you up, and I'm concerned as an yeah. industry. So how hard is it to actually teach somebody to have a quality changer? Because I know you struggled with that. Yeah, I struggled with the changeup only because when I was first taught, um, when I first came up, I had more of a screwball action on my changeup, and it was a very good one. Devin Williams has a bit of one of those, and uh, but it just killed my shoulders. My shoulder was barking, so I couldn't throw it. So that's why I developed the split finger. But I would think the changeup of all pitches is one of the easiest to teach because it is the grip that reduces the velocity if you're throwing it right. Has nothing to do with turning it over, has nothing to do um, with anything except fastball motion, grip takes the speed off, and also if you want to be a starting pitcher, and you watched a lot of college games, you have, want to be a starting pitcher in the major leagues, you're going to have to have that third pitch at some point. So basically, what I gathered is you're not getting called strikes on your fastball yeah, they're, they're hitting so hard now. They're because they have no command. Well, and they then, have, yeah, they, they have a so then they're hard. So yeah. right. So then, if it is in the zone, well, they're they're hitting it. So they're going to these secondary pitches that it you're you're not a slider outside the zone is really hard to hit a breaking pitch. No one's throwing a changeup, and basically what a changeup would do is. It, there's a little bit more of a chance for you to hit it. It's still in the zone. You can throw it right down the middle. Most of the time, someone's going to whiff on it, but there's a better chance that you're going to hit it than a ball that goes, oh, yep, I'm looking like I'm going to go you know, up or right, and then I'm going to literally drop and cut across the plate at the last second, and it's going to end in the dirt on the opposite side. You can't hit that. Now Harrison Bader has gotten better. If we're talking about people who can't hit breaking well, balls, well, I mean you have he's gotten a lot better. Half, you have like a third of a second, and you got to right. And 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 spin rate is the name of the game right now. Well, and and you have these new. Of course, this is with technology advancing. You have all these new. He was talking about Trackman and Rapsodo. Um, I actually Mark our friend Mark uh, Schellenberger, uh, shout out. Uh, he once posted a couple of things from Rapsodo, which is this this it's a it's a software that's in a camera, I believe, and it basically will track 
the ball, show you the track of the ball, show you the spin rates, show you the drop, like show you everything about your pitch. So you're breaking it down. Advanced analytics is is also the name of the game nowadays. Like people are looking at saber metrics more than anything. Yeah. You have all these. So BABIP, ball, uh, batted, ball, uh, ball on, uh, batting average on balls, balls in play. play. Okay. So every single time you hit a baseball, it has a certain expected batting average, which means if you hit a ball and it's a .780 batting average, that means 78% of the time that ball is going to be a hit. That's expected batting average. Now, defense plays into it, weather plays into it, whatever. Oh, we've seen that in Wrigley the other yeah, day. Yeah, you can... The, you, the, the guy <laughs> thought he was going to walk it off, and then, but he, then didn't. The, the wind blew it. So you have, you know, Dylan Carlson can just absolutely smoke a liner into the gap, and yet you have some fast left fielder that just tracks it down and is able to make an incredible catch. That ball could have had a 780 expected batting average, but it didn't because of factors. So that's expected batting average. But BABIP is when you put a ball in play, like in play, not foul, not anything else, what is the expected batting average, basically? What does the average go up to? Because you're looking at, oh... You know, it takes my, away the ones that are like foul tips. It talks. Caught. It talks about luck too. Players who have a bad average but a high BABIP just means they're getting unlucky. Well, also it means that they could be fouling too many pitches off, or like fouling is an issue. Like that you need to work on. Like it's not just because you're getting unlucky. But here's there's, the maybe point. Maybe there's something they're doing wrong in their swing that's producing. Sure, angle but left. here's the here's the point though. They're not doing anyone BABIP, any favors. BABIP doesn't count foul balls. I know that's what you're saying, but you're saying that it helps so, people who get lucky. Well, no, it it doesn't help people. Oh. Matt Carpenter has a bad uh, batting average a lot of times. Probably has a but good BABIP. Ba- no, his BABIP is inc- like not incredible, but it's it very good. Higher. It should definitely be no. higher. So it it's higher. it means it means he's getting unlucky. It means the balls he puts in play should be hits, but he's not getting hits for whatever reason it is. Like that that's what BABIP is. So and yeah. and what that shows me is if BABIP is low, that means even the balls you're putting in play are well, not good ones. True, true. A, a ball that you hit um, a, a very slow exit velocity, it's a ground ball to short, has a higher BABIP than a ball that's, you know, average speed to short. Because it takes the shortstop longer to get to that slow roller than the normal ground ball. This is true. But if, but if the BABIP gonna, is low... Sure, but you have a better chance of getting a hit out of one of them. So BABIP is every single at-bat that you don't strike out, basically. Or foul out. Which fouling out happens a ton. The pop-outs. Pop-outs, foul-out. Or pop-outs, I guess, if it's infield. There's other things. You mean foul. Yeah, foul-outs, you mean, like... I mean, like, yeah. It's going to be out of play, but they can't. Out of play. You know, pops it up behind the plate and Yachty catches it. Something like that. Yeah. Nolan Arenado ranging into deep foul territory and making a sliding grab. Doesn't have to be sliding. Does I'm just I, like I was making a point because that's what I was thinking of. He did a couple of games ago. Okay. So, I'm sure you know we were talking about the the ball that was hit yesterday 
and Arenado. Uh, yeah. It was like a, a short one so, hop to Arenado who backhanded it and just. That should have had a good babe. Babe was probably very high on that. But he got there, yeah. And expected batting average. I mean, basically, that's the same thing. But a player has a BABIP. Expected batting average is for each pitch. And so then, like we're saying, this is what is at the lowest it's been in 30 years. Which means it's not just they're getting unlucky. It means they're they're not doing well. They're not getting good hits. No. The hits they're doing are just easy. Easy to field. Um... And, well, part of the problem is you have MLB not wanting the balls to be juiced. And I don't think they should be juiced because then you just literally only have home runs. But at the same time, then even if you hit it, it's not even going to go for a single if you try and prevent that. So let 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 the boys play is what I say. Um, just let them... A normal, a normal ball, whatever it is. If it's going out of the park more than often, great. It's not going out though. No, last year or two years ago, two years ago, we had the most home runs in any season. I want to say, or it was it was a record-setting year for home runs. the The Yankees had like, or I'm sorry, the Twins had like 320 home runs that year. That's ridiculous. That's a high number. So, yeah, yeah, there was so there and was everyone talk. was like, oh, the balls are juiced. Oh, oh, it's so stupid. What? So what? It's better than no hitters, in I, my opinion. I agree. So then you should Offense say they should. The the they should juice them up. You're saying that... You no, just I said, said they, they shouldn't, shouldn't juice... I, I said they shouldn't intentionally juice them up. I don't think they should do anything if they seem like they're juiced. I think they should leave it be. Well... When you intentionally juice them... I think less, pe- no. less people... No one... Like, if, if it's your team, if you're at the home ballpark... Maybe it's all right to see a no-hitter, especially if your team puts up some runs. But if it's like a 1-0 game at the end of the day, no one really wants to, no, no to one go wants to watch a no-hitter. Off. Everyone now there, wants to go watch all the home runs. There are some people who like watching pitching duels. Like it Those is people are psychopaths. No, no, no. Not necessarily. There is some merit. There is some value in a good pitcher's duel. It's impressive to watch people pitch if they can pitch well. Regardless of if someone's pitching a no hitter against the Cardinals, I'm not happy about it, but it's incredible to watch. That's one person. That's not a, a pitcher's duel. At least someone's doing some scoring. Uh, Max Scherzer and Carlos Martinez. It wasn't a no hitter, but it was a pitcher's duel. You know, a couple of weeks ago, and I mean, I guess it wasn't fun because. Carlos was... We lost that. Well, Carlos was also doing phenomenal, and we lost 1-0. Like, yeah, it's not fun. That's not fun. No one would... No one if you're on the home, winning side... No one goes home from up. that ballpark and is like, oh, what a great game we just pitched. We if just you played. win, then yes. There's such little action. You go watch a game for three hours, you cheer for about two seconds, because every... That's sort of how it was when we went to the game. Well, that's because we'll there was nothing to cheer we'll, for. We'll, we talk more, we'll talk more about that <laughs> in the actual Cards Corner segment. But yeah, um... We scored one run. It was not fun. I go to games to watch action. Yes, okay. See, you're you're, you're giving my point here. Listen. We want some action. If I go to the baseball game, I want action. 
If sure. I'm watching it, if I'm watching it at home, line. sure. Yes, it's a Great. good storyline. Wow, both pitchers went nine innings. One of them allowed two hits. One allowed one, and one allowed one run, and struck out seven and struck out nine. I mean, that's that's cool. If yeah. you're on the winning side, if you're on the losing side, it's irritating, but uh, it's still interesting. It's still admirable. Let's just say that. Sure, but I wanna. I don't know. I I just. What I, the whole juicing the ball help, thing? Uh, hold on, the whole juicing the ball thing. What I meant was, they said they needed to change it. Rob Manfred was like, "Oh my gosh, the ball!" Oh, blah, 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 blah. Is that how he speaks, or is that? Uh, I'm mocking him. Or is that uh, McConnell? Excuse me. The senator for the U.S. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, no, I was just mocking him because he he acts like a moron most of the time. He was saying we need to change the ball so that it's not juiced. Don't intentionally juice it, but don't do anything if it is juiced. Yes, it sucks if you want to see more manufacture run manufacturing rather than just home run, home run, home run. Who wants to see that? No, there is some merit. If you have a double and then There's another some double. There's merit in everything. Your, your arguments are falling all over the place tonight. You're doing nothing but playing... 2048. Which okay. I'm about to get, and I'm also trying to have a no, I'm about to die. <laughs> That's what you get. Anyway, um You're you're just saying these things and interrupting me before I can before I can finish, Steven. Um and that's why you lost. Anyway, <laughs> um <laughs> Do you not wanna see yes, I know you wanna see home runs. But do you also not want to see Nolan Arenado hit a double? I'd rather have three and then home Paul DeYoung hit only... a single. No, no, and then... I'd rather no. Of course not. What kind of question is that? I'd rather have three home runs than have twenty-five hits and only have three runs. It's not even a question. You get you just get mad if you're getting hits and getting all excited and then they just strand them all out. When the Mets strand all those saying people that. last night, you're saying I was saying run manufacture, run manufacturing, run manufacturing. What do you think that means? It get means getting hits and, and getting home, getting the home, run. uh, getting runs. The home, getting home. Yeah, right. Just hit some home runs. Just walk up to you guys. Oh some my home god! Runs. Now, Steven. Dominic. This is why you're not a true baseball fan. This is. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe if we make some MLB playoff predictions, I'll get more right than you again on your other sport. Lean into it that was, a little bit. It was luck, Steven. I, I made more correct NHL predictions than Dominic, everyone. For the playoffs, he's pissed. I am pissed he's because pissed. it was all luck. You were telling me yourself <laughs> that you were teasing me. It, it was seriously, and we'll talk about this in Blues Blog, I guess, but it was seriously all luck. I mean, Steven picked the... Okay, who did you pick? Which one? What was the difference? Oh, I picked so the Penguins. He didn't. You were, you were he didn't. Crap he, on my boys. he didn't. He didn't pick the Flyers, and I did. And the Flyers no, didn't do great. The Flyers. We both picked the Flyers. Flyers. We both picked the Flyers, and then you also picked. Oh, I said the Rangers. You picked the Rangers and Flyers. I picked the Flyers and Penguins, and it's the Penguins and Islanders. Islanders. We're gonna make it exactly correct. And then on a bunch of other ones, we flip-flopped. And the like, only reason you picked the Penguins, though, is because you're from Pittsburgh. So no, I wouldn't call that being true? I wouldn't call that being a good analyst. I'm a good analyst for hockey, baby. No, you the aren't. The title would go to me. I mean, if they're going to say who's the more reputable playoff predictor, it's... All right, sure, your batting average is higher, but my baby is higher. How about that? That's actually a really good reference. Thank See? you. I appreciate know, it. I know. I, I came up with it on the fly. We we now you that. know. Now you know. So, I don't know. I think that to tie it back again. I think <laughs> to get no, back to the original subject I think of no, no hitters, hitters are okay. I don't want to see them this often. 
I want to. If it was perfect games, I'd have no issues. But we're like, glor- oh wow, they didn't walk, or they didn't have a drop third strike, or they didn't hit someone just in the up, foot. Just shut up. We're That's gl- the only difference between a perfect game and a no hitter. We're glorifying these guys for, for this action, which is incredibly impressive. Allowing one base but runner is much less impressive when everyone's doing it. When four guys yeah. in the month of April do it, or within April and May do it, it's a lot. Not a lot less everyone's doing it, Stephen. You still have games where in the first inning the no hitter's gone. I mean, obviously, that's most obviously, games. I'm you're talking. Saying, you're talking about a point oh one percent difference. You have to agree with me. Usually we have like three a season, and they're all like months apart. So when it happens, it's I big think news. it's getting ridiculous. We're getting a little out of hand here, and it's not as and impressive. And the only reason I you it, can't it say is. is it, it's it is not, still impressive. It's not as impressive. It is as impressive. It's not as impressive. It is as impressive. It's not as impressive. If Steph Curry starts making 10 threes a night, and then in a couple years everyone's making 10 threes a night, it becomes not as impressive. Obviously, it's still impressive, but it is not but as this impressive. this is different. As this is. is a different comparison. How is this You're talking comparison? about one more no-hitter so far. Four more no-hitters It's no still incredible. So no, because you said typical season is three. It's still impressive. But I, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I'm saying it's still impressive too. I'm saying it's not as impressive as it used to be. And you're disagreeing with me. You, I find, I, I find. I, no, so here's the thing. If there's usually just one or two guys, they get a lot of praise. A lot of people like learn who they are. They're like, and it's going to happen. because. And all you're four still the, doing that with Rodone and Means. All four of these guys did it for the same time. But it's not like I can tell you their names off the top of my head. Because, I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan like you are. And you yourself said you hadn't heard of all of them. If you'd mentioned their names other outside of the context of this podcast, I wouldn't know who they are. In normal cases, I would have heard it because it would have made big news. It would be all over the normal, like... It was bigger. all over ESPN. Of course, because they're saying, another one, another one, another one. Even they're like, this is getting ridiculous. We're looking at articles on how it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous because a- it's it, it means something else for baseball. It, it means this that there's a problem with baseball. That's so why it's getting ridiculous. So how do we fix it? Because you're saying don't, don't fix know. the balls. I'm saying fix the balls. They have fixed the balls. And it's become a bit more of a problem. Now, granted, like you said, it's been going up every single year, the strikeout rate. But I, I, I don't know. I think um, I think it's just a problem, and I don't know how we fix it. Maybe I can look that up for next week. I think when we when we're f- not next and week, and then but send probably not next a week, note but to Rob Manfred. Probably not next week, but the week either. after that, when we go, when we start doing new podcasts, we can go in depth and we can look into maybe like some things. I don't know. I just think... thank you for sticking with us in this thirty minutes. <laughs> maybe I should release this as its own part. Maybe okay. I should. A mini. What well, could we say? Yeah, like yeah a, a mini little, Like a little. Uh, anyway, what's wrong with baseball? <laughs> what's wrong with baseball? I don't know. Ron Manfred, listen in. I think there's a lot of things wrong, though. If it's just going to be our own thing, we can go a little bit longer on it, but then we'll just keep it kind of short, though. Um, I think that the age viewership is obviously older than any of the other sports. It's older. You say that, but you have no statistics to back it up, We'll, we'll look it up right now. We'll look it up right now, and then I've uh, probably got to go in a bit. Uh, Steven was upset that everyone was clapping when someone would catch a foul ball. That's why he's upset. Oh, you're clapping for someone because no, they caught no, a foul ball. No, not that. Clapping for foul balls is impressive. We clapped for someone who threw his first strike after throwing three balls. Yes. And you're like, ironic. But what are we doing it for all the time? It's it's sort of being a smart ass and it's sort of being like, here, here's some encouragement. Maybe you'll actually not walk a batter for once. All right. So, 
here is what we know. We can, I'll give you a sport and you tell me the average age of the audience, all right? Okay. Let's start off with golf, PGA Tour. I don't know. I'm going to say I don't know for most and of I'm gonna, and so I honestly could not tell they you. Did this, I'm not they did this in, two, in 2000, 2006, and 2016. Some of them they Just tell me. So in 2006, when it was 59 was the edge, and then in 2016, it was 64, so it's going up. Four. For, for golf, because it's an older sport. MLB. In 2000, it was 52. Then in 2006, it was also 52. But from 2006 to 2016, it jumped up five years to 57. The college football average age now is 52. College basketball is 52 as well. NFL is 50. Um, NHL is 49. NBA is 42. So NBA is the youngest by far. I mean, a lot of people... I don't feel like a lot of older people watch that, though. I feel like it's more of a younger thing. And then I understand that, like, the other ones are more Well, there's other things involved in that that we won't mention, but... What? People just don't like it. It's too high scoring. It's too fast paced. Yada yada yada. It's got better views than baseball. I'm just saying that's why it's a younger age. People oh. who can't so keep and, track. So those are just some average ages, but it's 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 more interesting to see about like where the younger people are because uh, I'm trying to find the stats that I was that I saw a while ago because it's not just like basically that. I you know, told like, me that it was like oh a, a six seven eight year difference. It looks like it is right now. And... I'm trying to find some more stuff. I can bring some stuff. But we do have to get going. I know. Because I'm tired. I know. Why aren't kids watching baseball? That was written in 2013. The generations of younger generations are just not as tuned into baseball now is what people are saying. Which I just don't get because when I was a Here kid, it is. baseball was kids, my life. Kids, in 2013 they put this out. Kids aged from 6 to 17 represented just 4.3% of people who watched baseball. Again, I don't get it. I grew up loving baseball. And I guess... A decade ago, it was 7.4%, so it's shrinking. And then, um, yeah. Kids accounted for 9.4% of... Or so they're doing it not just by baseball, but for the NL Championship Series and AL Championship Series. And the NFL... Um, obviously, a lot of kids watch the Super Bowl parties. But in the NBA Finals, Conference Finals, not just like the re- NBA Finals, the Conference Finals, so the round before that, it was 9.4% and before it was 106 So it's shrinking a little bit too. 9% of NHL, but only 4% of... So it's it's looking like half the kids who watch bas- from ages 6 to 17 that watch basketball and hockey watch baseball. I just don't understand. I mean... I don't understand it either. I think it's a. Gener- I think so. Maybe their parents well, aren't pushing for them on. to play it as much. Maybe it's that they, at an earlier age, their parents would rather watch them play football, where they're playing half the time, offense or defense. Right. Basketball, where they're playing most of the game, or they get some time off, but they play a lot. Um, I don't know soccer, where they can play the whole game. Baseball. My mom wouldn't let me play baseball because she's like, I'm not going to sit there for three hours and to watch heat. you try to hit three times and stand around for maybe one time when the ball will come to you. And I'm like. Okay, That's and I never point. had a huge... Dis- my brother plays now, and he likes it, and he's good at it, but James? it's like... Yeah. Uh. But it's like, maybe that's why. Maybe that is why. Maybe parents at the youth scene, maybe there's a pitch being done. There is I'm, a movement like also to revive... Oh, I see what you did. There is a movement like to pitch, revive... Like yes, I know, I know, I know, I know, Getting I know, more kids I, into baseball, Steven, but... Steven, Steven. All right. It was a pun. It was funny. Um, 
there has been a movement. It's called the RBI movement. Reviving baseball in inner cities. Okay. So not just inner cities, but I mean, there's been a movement to just get more youth involvement. They started the Little League um, Classic where the players will play in Williamsport where the Little League World Series is held. They're trying to get young kids involved, and I think it's a good idea because... I don't know. I think it also has to do with demographics. Well, so here's... Demographics and geographics because you have what? You have teams in, let's just say... Okay, so Utah. Utah does not have a baseball team. Utah does not have a hockey team. Utah does not have an NFL team. They do have a basketball team, though. Same with Oregon. Oregon does not have an NHL, an NFL, or an MLB team. But what do they have? The Portland Trailblazers. Memphis has. So you're Memphis seeing. You see what I mean, team. though. Nashville has a football team. Um, and a hockey team. And a hockey team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So you're uh, getting to these cities where it's the or these states for you know for heaven's sake that it's the only sport they have. Yes, you can, you know, if you're from Oregon, most likely you're cheering for the Mariners. Yeah, I mean... But it's not as, like... And I think that's also why... And I've never... I, I, think I don't... I think it's... Honestly, it's probably because it's so low scoring. Like, is maybe one thing. But, like, well, I hockey also, and soccer are low scoring, but you're playing a lot more, and there's a lot more action going on. And I think... I think I don't realize this as much because I've grown up in St. Louis where I think that number is like very, very small compared to St. Louis children watching baseball. Everyone watches the Cardinals. Not everyone. Almost ever. Okay, Steven. No, duh. I'm saying if you look and compare that age group from St. Louis to the rest of the country, you're going to see that we're above average by a lot. And yeah. I think that's why, because we're a baseball town. Yes, we're a hockey town. We're a baseball town, though. Everyone, I mean, there's like hundreds of different little I, league teams. I'm seeing, a lot, I'm seeing a lot of stuff as I'm looking this stuff up that say part of it is because just like it's an older generation because they were so in love with it because football... And basketball, first of all, basketball was really not a thing when, like, before. But, like, even during the – baseball was all there was a, a century ago. There was just right. baseball. It was college football and baseball. Now there's NFL football. Now there's NBA. Now there's NHL. Well, yeah, the NFL, the Super but, Bowl but era just, didn't listen. start till 64. Yeah, but so, yeah, so that's the thing. So just listen. So all these people who are older now aging out, their, their parents grew up watching Babe Ruth and the Yankees, and they've been just fascinated with it. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff that says, like, there might be things – about the fact that the figureheads of baseball, it's not easy to know who's the best player if you're just turning on a game or going to us if you don't know a ton about it. Because in the NBA, you know LeBron, everyone knows. If you ask anyone who's an NBA player, they can tell you LeBron James, maybe Steph Curry. And those people score a lot and they lead their teams to the finals a lot. If you ask who are the best soccer players in the world, Neymar, Ronaldo, and Messi, everyone will tell you those three players, or at least they right. would a couple years ago. Because they, they, they win all the time. And they're, Maybe they'll put and they're really impressed. They're, Zlatan Ibrahimovic in there. <laughs> well, they see it. So they score a lot in, or in their sports. Or Christian Pulisic. And so, like, 
the people who are good at baseball, it's harder for the people in a younger age to look up and idolize someone. I mean, you can look at a pitcher if you're impressed by that. You can look at Mike other Trout. players, but everyone knows who Mike Trout is. Everyone knows Bryce who Mike Harper. Trout is, but Mike, like, it's not like the one team is dominant all the time because it's a lot more of a team game. Off topic, by the way. Um, I think it is funny that Bryce Harper so desperately wanted to win a championship. And then he left well, for money, and then they hilarious. won. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's kind of funny. But, I mean, but anyway, I, th- I, think... I just I saw that today. I saw no, no, I've, I have I thought like, of that yeah, before. I thought I thought of that last year when they did or whenever they did it. I just remember it's thinking. It's actually it. fun. Like, it's It'd be like if Aaron Rodgers left, and they somehow traded him to the Browns, got Baker Mayfield and someone else, and then they and win then the they Super win Bowl. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that'd be hilarious. But I mean, not exactly because Aaron Rodgers has won one, I guess, and has been very close, but for some reason can't <sighs> figure it out. So it would actually be pretty sad if. Aaron Rodgers yeah. left and Green Bay won. But so the, I mean, but Bryce is, Harper's too pompous that it was like, okay, that's yeah, so funny that's as why hell. I kind of compared, yeah. yeah, he's Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James-esque. What can I say? Some of these players are they're cocky. But this has just been a long baseball episode. And this isn't even this is talking about. We haven't even touched on the Cardinals. This isn't even Cardinals corner. We, we are making this a separate we are. episode. I mean, and that's the other thing. Maybe it's because this is what I'll close on. It's. Uh, even though over the last few years it hasn't been one team so dominant, like maybe it's well, because people don't like, or it's not that hard, it's it's harder to be fan, it's harder to isolate all the fan bases that aren't the Yankees or the Dodgers because or, or now I mean they're the ones who are the biggest spenders over history over the last the like, cap. There we go, the cap. Yeah, so anyone, so those teams, if most people, we just fixed baseball, everybody. Most people are fans Introduce of those teams, and it's like. How are you going to get a small market team to be? Right. How are you going to get that youth scene to be? Well, that's because the they're never good. Because how are they supposed to compete with those teams? Maybe their team will win a World Series uh-huh. every once in a while. Uh-huh. Maybe they won't. You're so, on to something, Stephen. We'll yeah. talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah. We will talk about that next week. Does the MLB need to introduce a salary cap? Lower the expectations for a lot of players because you have these players that are going to get $40 million a year here soon, and then they're going to be like, oh, well, we're putting the cap at 82, so you've already spent half your money. Good luck getting the you know the rest of your 26-man roster. Um, so we'll talk about that next week. Maybe that is something that can solve the crisis we have currently of baseball, A, being not interesting, according to Steven, and um, B... And according to a lot of other people. And B, why it's becoming a strikeout or home run game. Yep. So that's been, um, what's wrong mini with Mini episode. Yeah, mini episode. Well, yeah, this is, this is a, this is a mini about, episode. Yeah, what's wrong else? with baseball? We can do this going forward. We can pick, nitpick every single thing. I can drop it on Instagram and tag MLB and Rob Manfred in every single one. And maybe they'll listen and do something about it. Unlikely. Wishful thinking like I was getting on you for, you know, just a couple minutes ago. But not impossible. We we'll be, I would say we'll be back, but. But no, this we'll, is we'll, the entire we'll be thing. Back, we'll be back some time in the future to right. up on Next this. week. Next week. <laughs>